He was a morbidly obese surgeon destined for an operating table and an early death. Now he's a rebel MD who is fabulously fit and fighting to make America healthy again. This is Stay Off My Operating Table with Dr. Philip Ovedia. Welcome back, everyone, to the Stay Off My Operating Table podcast with Dr. Philip Ovedia. I'm your host, Jack Heald, and this is a particularly uh, auspicious episode because it's the first time we recorded video. So, it's good to see you, Phil. Good to actually see you for this one, Jack. Look at him, folks. He really does look as good as I've said that he does. Well, from the neck down. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Hopefully, as the old joke goes, we don't have a face for audio podcasting only. Yeah, well, I've I've been told many times I have a face for radio, so it's not doesn't bother me. Okay, Uh, we've decided to title this episode today "10 Things About Metabolic Health Every Business Should Know." So we're really talking directly to business owners, uh, folks in in leadership and management positions about metabolic health. So let's just jump right into it and make it happen. Question number one, what is metabolic health? The regular listeners to this podcast, of course, are going to uh, find this a little redundant, but I think it's always good to uh, summarize this again uh, for the newer listeners and uh, for people who may be hearing this for the first time. Metabolic health, at its essence, refers to your body's ability to properly use the inputs that you are giving it, and that is mostly in the form of the food that we eat. And typically, uh, when we eat, one of three things is supposed to happen with that that food, that energy. Some of it, you know, immediately gets used to fuel our daily activities. Some of it gets broken down and used to build and rebuild tissues, a process that's always going on in the body. And then some of it is supposed to be stored in case we have times when food, when energy is not readily available to us. And what happens when we become metabolically unhealthy, the situation that 88% of the adults in the United States find themselves in, is that the body is no longer properly partitioning uh, those uh, the energy that we're giving it. And too much energy ends up being stored. And the stored energy is never utilized. Uh, and that is the definition of poor metabolic health uh, that we are trying to either reverse or prevent from happening in the first place. Sounds pretty straightforward. I have a lot of questions. However, I'll bet you're going to answer them in uh, the subsequent questions. Question two, how do we measure metabolic health? So we've talked many times again about the five key metrics of metabolic health. And these, I think, are the, should be the starting point for anyone. Uh, and I think everyone needs to know where they stand on these metrics. So the first metric, the first number we look at is your waist circumference. And again, the way to do this is to take a tape measure, measure just above the level of your belly button, best to do it first thing in the morning. 
And if you are a man, you want that measurement to be less than 40 inches. And if you are a woman, you want it to be less than 35 inches. The second number we look at is your blood pressure. And again, you can check this at home. You can go to the almost any grocery store or pharmacy these days, and they have a little uh, device there to measure it. Or, you know, every time you go to the doctor's office, essentially this gets measured. And the goal for your blood pressure is for it to be less than 130 over 85. Uh, and importantly, both those numbers need to be in range, the, the top number, what we call the systolic blood pressure, less than 130. The bottom number, the diastolic pressure, less than 85. And that needs to be without the use of medications uh, that would be, you know, lowering your blood pressure. So in other words, if you've been diagnosed with high blood pressure and you've been started on medications for that, that is a sign that you are not metabolically healthy. <laughs> All by the, itself. The other three measures we look at are some blood testing results. So we look at your fasting blood glucose level, the amount of sugar that's in your blood when you haven't eaten for approximately 8 to 12 hours. And we want that number to be less than 100 milligrams per deciliter. That's the United States units. You'll need to convert if you're uh, part of my international audience. Uh, again, that needs to be without the use of medications. So if you've been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and started on medicine to lower your blood sugar level, that is an indication that you're not metabolically healthy. And then finally, we look at two numbers from your cholesterol or your lipid panel. We look at the HDL cholesterol kind of nicknamed the good cholesterol, and we want that to actually be higher. So if you are a man, we want that to be over 40 milligrams per deciliter. And if you are a woman, we want it to be over 50 milligrams per deciliter. And finally, we look at your triglyceride level, and we want that to be less than 150 milligrams per deciliter. So we look at those five measures as our starting point to determine if someone is metabolically healthy or not. All right. So just to, just to review, if you're a man, a waist circumference under 40 inches. If you're a woman, a waist circumference under 35. Blood pressure, no higher than 130 over 85 without any kind of blood pressure medication. Fasting blood sugar under 100. Cholesterol, HDL, over 40 if you're a male, over 50 if you're a female, and your triglycerides under 150. Did I get all those right? You got all those right. And uh, the statistics show that 88% of the adults in the United States, um, as of, you know, this was actually 2016 data, do not meet all five measures of metabolic health. Uh, so it's, uh, if you do meet all five measures, you're, you know, that's a great sign. Uh, but it's pretty common. Uh, it's, I guess you could say almost the norm that you don't meet all five measures. Uh, and the reality that I see is that most people don't even know where they stand on these numbers. It's not, Although all of the data might be available to them and to their physician, they don't look at it, you know, in that framework. And so they often don't know where they stand on their metabolic health. One question that I think a lot of people will have and that I've had has to do with the waist circumference 
um, does the height of the person not matter? I mean, a person who's six foot eight versus a, a guy who's six, eight versus a woman who's five, two, I mean, is, yeah. Is so, you know, for them? these, for these sort of official metrics that are put out there, they don't factor in the height. Uh, when I work with people, I do factor in the height and I tell people that your goal for your waist circumference is for it to be less than half of your height. Uh, but the, the official metrics, you know, don't factor in height and they just have, uh, you know, those cutoffs for, for men and for women. So I'm 76 inches tall, which means my waist should be no bigger than 38. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, question three, and I love this one because it's one of those really incredibly obvious answers that probably irritates people just to ask it, but by God, you got to deal with the irritation. Why should business owners be concerned about their own health? Yeah. So for business owners, I think it's important, uh, particularly important for them to be concerned about their own health uh, for two reasons. Uh, Number one is that if you are not healthy, uh, you are not going to be able to effectively run your business. Um, You're not going to be optimally performing. um, And, you know, that is going to lead your business to suffer. And of course, that's going to have a downstream effect on all of the people that your business serves. Um, And that includes your employees and your customers, um, as well as, you know, everyone that's dependent on you, I guess, sort of making a living running that business, your family. Um, The other reason that I think business owners in particular need to be concerned about their health, about their metabolic health, is that I find that business owners tend to have a lot of habits that work against being metabolically healthy. Uh, They tend to work long hours. They're under a lot of stress. They don't get good sleep. And oftentimes because they are working, you know, so hard, uh, they're not paying attention to what they are eating. Uh, They're not getting exercise, you know, factored into their day. And so all of these things work against uh, metabolic health. And that's why I think business owners in particular should be paying attention to their metabolic health uh, so that, you know, they can be effective leaders for their business. You are a business owner, um, even though uh, you're a surgeon and I, I know work under the auspices of the hospital that you're doing the surgery, you are still in, you're still the guy who is the, the, the owner of that business, that surgery business. And you were horribly unhealthy metabolically for a long time. Talk about the difference in your business, the business of cutting people open <laughs> between, uh, the, the before and after before you were, you were metabolically healthy. And now the difference now that you are metabolically healthy. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I only actually became a business owner once I got metabolically healthy. Uh, You know, all that time that I was working as a heart surgeon uh, and was not metabolically healthy, I was I was an employee, you know, of the hospitals, of the health systems that I was working for. And it's interesting that sort of when I got metabolically healthy, uh, it gave me the energy 
it gave me the drive uh, to want to become, you know, sort of an independent business owner. Uh, and, you know, I do find exactly that, that I have more energy. I have more focus uh, to be able to, you know, not only continue to do all the heart surgery that I do, but also all the other stuff that comes along with running a business. Uh, and in actuality, you know, running two businesses because I have my heart surgery business and I also have my preventative uh, metabolic health, uh, you know, uh, telemedicine practice um, that helps people to prevent the need for, for heart surgery. Uh, and those those actually are two separate businesses that I now run. And I can't imagine doing that, you know, if I wasn't in as good metabolic health as I am now. So the biggest differences are energy. You've got more energy to do more. Therefore, you are doing more. Focus, which, good Lord. I mean, anybody who has to do hard work that requires focus understands how difficult it can be when your focus is off. Any other significant differences? I think I would also point to sort of the stamina, you know, aspect of it that, you know, when I need to be putting in those long, continuous hours, you know, whether it's, you know, actually doing the surgery or it's working on, uh, you know, the the business aspects of this, uh, I'm able to do that um, without getting tired. Uh, And so, you know, that's another, you know, benefit that I can sort of point to uh, from being metabolically healthy that helps me to run my businesses. Well, that leads us to question number four. Question four, why should business owners be concerned about the health of their employees? I'd love to hear what you have to say about this one. Yeah. So I think, you know, all of those same things uh, apply. You know, we want our employees to be focused, to have good energy. Um, But, you know, there are the even more practical sort of aspects of this. Uh, when your employees are metabolically healthy, they're going to be sick less often. So they're going to be out of work less often. Uh, they are going to have less, less of the health problems that are so common in our society today, things like diabetes and high blood pressure. And those, of course, are going to translate to increased costs of providing health care for your employees, providing insurance for your employees. So there are those, you know, kind of uh, tangible uh, benefits to keeping your employees health healthy. And I think the last benefit that may not be so obvious is in employee loyalty and employee retention. I think if, you know, you can help your employees to improve their lives uh, outside of work, um, you, impl- you, you improve their health and you improve improve their lives outside of work, uh, that is going to get you, you know, a lot of points, I guess, a lot of, uh, you know, they're going to feel more loyal to you. Uh, they're going to be more likely to stay around as your employees. And, uh, you know, as any business owner knows, uh, you know, one of the biggest costs is hiring and training new employees. Uh, so if you can keep your employees, uh, you know, for longer periods of time and you can keep them happy, you know, being employed with you, uh, I think that's going to have great benefits to any business. Seems pretty obvious, but 
oftentimes we overlook the most obvious things. A healthy employee gets more done, costs less money, is better to work with and work around. And if you're the one responsible for helping them be more healthy, are likely to stay around. Good stuff. Question number four. I'm sorry, that was question four, wasn't it? So, 10 things about metabolic health every business should know. This is question five. How does workplace stress affect health? Yeah, so we know that stress is a big factor in metabolic health. And, you know, it, when we look at sort of the, the tenets of metabolic health, um, you know, of course, what we eat is first and foremost, but I would probably put stress as number two on the list of the influencers of our metabolic health. And for many of us, you know, stress at the workplace is, you know, one of the most common sources of stress, uh, along with, you know, kind of personal and family life. Uh, so I think, you know, every, anything that can be done to help, you know, minimize workplace stress is going to help uh, in terms of metabolic health. And again, having a healthy workplace, uh, a workplace that is focused on health and focused on metabolic health is going to be a less stressful environment. Um, and this gets back to what we talked about before, that if people are not feeling well, if they are sick, if they are ill, uh, you know, work is going to become harder for them, is going to become more stressful for them. And so I think a focus on metabolic health can help to reduce the stress overall at the workplace. And that, in turn, is going to lead to better metabolic health. So it's really one of those positive, you know, kind of feedback loops that we can uh, set up uh, at the workplace. Exactly what I was thinking, a positive feedback loop. Question number six. Why are standard workplace health programs not good enough? I think I know the answer to this one. I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Yeah. So again, if we look at, you know, uh, these sort of uh, workplace health programs that are oftentimes um, provided by the insurance companies um, or, or kind of led by the insurance companies, um, we see that, you know, it, it, it becomes difficult to really see the benefits of those programs directly. Um, now, this, I think, gets hidden a little bit because what many insurance companies do is, you know, they'll come to the business owner and they'll say, if you implement this program that we've designed, we're going to give you a cut, you know, we're going to give you a discount on the insurance for the employees. And so, you know, the, the business owner thinks they are getting benefit from it. But when we look at the actual benefit to the employee's health, um, it's really tough to demonstrate a benefit from these standard programs. And most of these standard programs, I find, uh, you know, just kind of focus on the standard medical advice about, you know, weight control, being more active. So they'll track some activity with, you know, steps in a day, let's say, for instance. Uh, and then they'll have the standard dietary guidelines, the, the food pyramid. And as we've talked about many times on this show, you know, we see the results of those recommendations. Over the past 40 years that we've been giving those recommendations, our health has only continued to deteriorate. Uh, 
so in the end, I don't think that most employee health programs actually do much to improve employee health. And I think if we designed programs that were focused around metabolic health, around preventing disease, around reversing the diseases that, you know, employees might be suffering from, like diabetes, like high blood pressure, uh, we're going to get a lot more bang for your buck, uh, so to say, uh, from, you know, a program such as that. Well, that would lead quite naturally to question seven. How can business owners promote metabolically healthy habits in the workplace? Yeah. And I think, you know, this is a a question I hear often from uh, business owners and beyond, you know, just rolling out the the program to talk about metabolic health, to introduce the concepts of metabolic health, making changes in the workplace are going to have uh, big impacts. And, you know, again, we look at the basic principles of metabolic health, eating the right foods, getting activity throughout your day, um, you know, having less stress. And we look at the workplace and we can figure out ways to implement that. Uh, so one obvious change is, you know, changing the food that's available at the workplace, whether that be in your employee cafeteria or just simply in the break rooms. You know, instead of having the soda and the donuts uh, out in the, the break room, which is pretty typical, um, you know, offer healthier options, you know, have water readily available, get rid of the soda and the juices, Um, you know, coffee and tea uh, as well, you know, uh, can be uh, healthy, healthy things to be drinking throughout the day. And then, you know, better snacking options, Uh, you know, those whole real foods that uh, I talk about so often, you know, many of them can be made into snacking options uh, that can be available instead of the donuts uh, that are so uh, prevalent. Uh, And, you know, again, when you're having meetings, uh, same thing, you know, the the standard spread at every, you know, meeting I've ever been at for businesses is usually a combination of donuts and muffins and bagels. Uh, If it's a breakfast meeting or, you know, uh, Mm. you know, sandwiches uh, for for lunch meetings and we can find better options for that. Um, Things that will promote more activity throughout the day at work are another great uh, change that could be implemented. So, you know, get stand up desks for your employees to have, Um, you know, schedule in or allow for breaks throughout the day that they can, you know, go outside for 10 minutes and take a walk around the building or, you know, within the building, uh, hold meetings that way. You know, I've, I've seen executives who are forward thinking, uh, and their meetings are always sort of walking meetings, uh, so that they're getting activity and, uh, you know, the people around them are getting activities. Uh, and these are just, you know, some, some simple ideas that any workplace can start to implement uh, to help support their employees getting more metabolic, you know, better metabolic health. So the habits that, that help to create metabolic health center around what you eat and how you move or how, what kind of exercise you get into. Um, yeah, what you put in your body and what you and how you move your body. So the kinds of habits are going to going to be eating habits 
and activity habits. So if somebody is an employer of like, I don't know, stevedores, unloading ships, they're probably getting plenty of physical activity, but they're probably not eating well. Anything else besides the overall eating habits and the overall activity habits? Did I miss something? I feel like there's a third category that I'm just not paying attention to. Well, like we talked about earlier, you know, other efforts that can reduce the workplace stress uh, are going to have benefits uh, in terms of metabolic health as well. Stress. Okay. Very good. Question number eight. I love this one. Why is an annual exam not good enough? Yeah. So this, again, is something I commonly see, you know, uh, many of the patients that come to me, um, many of the, uh, you know, business owner patients that come to me will say, oh, I just had this comprehensive executive physical examination, you know, at one of the fancy places. And, um, you know, they did all of this testing uh, on me and everything looks great. And then I'll go through those five basic metrics, you know, that we talked about earlier. And invariably, like, three of them will be, you know, abnormal. And I'll say, do you realize, you know, did they tell you that you have metabolic syndrome? Because that is a, a, a diagnosis that is, you know, if you have three or more of those uh, five metrics abnormal, you're diagnosed with metabolic syndrome. And it means you're at very high risk for developing things like diabetes and heart disease down the line. And oftentimes they won't be told that, you know, they'll be told everything looks great. You have a little bit of high blood pressure, you know, but we're controlling that with the medicine. And, uh, you know, you're um, uh, on the uh, lipid side of things. You know, they've been the, the only attention is paid to the LDL cholesterol and lowering that, which isn't one of the metrics of metabolic health. Uh, but meanwhile, their HDL will be low and or their triglycerides will be high. And, you know, they got the waist circumference. They're a little rounder, you know, uh, yeah. a little pudgy, but they're not overtly diabetic and they're not morbidly obese. And so, you know, the doctors will usually say, oh, you're doing just fine. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's up to me to sort of give them the bad news that you're not doing fine and you need to be paying attention to these metabolic health things. And, you know, for the employees uh, who are just getting their regular physical exam, you know, from their physician that is not nearly as comprehensive, again, very little attention, if any, is going to be paid towards metabolic health. Uh, The healthcare system has evolved in such a way that, you know, we, that most physicians are only focused on diagnosing the diseases that are present and treating those diseases. They are not interested in trying to look at the factors that predict future disease. And that's what metabolic health is. We see, you know, changes. We see worsening of metabolic health many years, oftentimes up to a decade before the diabetes, before the high blood pressure actually occurs. And if we focus on it, if we look at it, we can make those changes early enough that we can prevent those uh diseases from occurring in the first place. So the, the summary is the annual exam isn't good enough, mostly because most physicians aren't actually measuring metabolic health. They're measuring things that don't tell you whether you're metabolically healthy or not and can give you a false sense of security that everything's hunky-dory when it is neither hunky nor dory. 
I yeah, I think that's exactly it. You know, we uh, we tend not to uh, pick up on these problems until you know, kind of the wheels fall off the car, and uh, we we didn't know, we didn't you know, realize how bad things were going. Right. Okay. So if your physician isn't checking for your metabolic health, maybe you need a different physician. That's Jack's editorial insertion there. (laughs) Question number nine, what should a comprehensive employee health optimization program include? So, you know, I think we've kind of touched on uh, the uh, points here already, but just to summarize, you know, I think a comprehensive employee health optimization program is going to include um, resources provided to the employees for them to know about metabolic health and how to improve it. Um, It's going to provide the support to implement those changes Um, Things like changing out the foods that are available to them, uh, making, you know, activity maybe a more important part of the day while at work. And, you know, I think the workplace is the optimal setting to do this in um, because people spend most of their day at work. You know, a large chunk of their day is going to be spent at work. So if these habits are, you know, kind of reinforced there. Uh, they're hopefully going to then carry over to the home. Um, You know, quite frankly, the workplace tends to be a competitive environment. And if you make that competition around how healthy am I, uh, I think that's going to be a a positive, you know, competition that's going to be occurring uh, in your workplace. So um, I think a employee, an optimal employee you know, health optimization program, uh, sorry for the redundancy there, is going to incorporate that. And then I think, you know, having this modeled from the top down of the organization, again, is a a key uh, thing here. Because if, you know, the executives, if the owner isn't doing this, and they're just telling the employees to do that, Uh, I don't think it's going to be very successful. So I think a good employee health optimization program is going to be modeled from the top down, from the executives, from the owners. So the the summary there is just resources and support. Resources and support. Really, almost anybody, any business owner ought to be able to provide at least that, the the resources for what does it mean to be metabolically healthy? How do you know whether you are metabolically healthy? What can you do to get metabolically healthy if you're not? What are the consequences of not getting metabolically healthy long-term? And then just provide the support to employees to help them take action for their own health, which is going to spill over into the, obviously the health of the business. All right, we are at question 10 in our long list of 10 things about metabolic health every business should know. This is this is the last one. Question 10. What can owners do to help their employees with serious health problems such as type 2 diabetes or the the various problems from high blood pressure? Yeah, this is one of the things that I I really hope that uh, you know, the business owners are going to um take away from this conversation. Um, Because what we know is conditions like type 2 diabetes, uh, high blood pressure can be improved 
and in many cases can be reversed. Um, and the way to do that is with the focus on metabolic health. And, um, you know, what I hope uh, business owners will take away from this is that, you know, oftentimes the people who are diagnosed with these conditions are told uh, that it's not reversible, that it's going to progress throughout their lifetime. Um, and, you know, from the sort of um, insurance side of things, the, uh, you know, the business owner side of things, um, that's just kind of felt to be a cost of doing business, let's say, right. uh, you know, that you're going to have a certain number of employees who have these conditions and, you know, there's really not much we can do about it. Um, but the reality is, is that there is things that we can do about it. There are things that we can do about it. We can improve metabolic health and we can see that conditions like type 2 diabetes and high blood pressure will improve and in some cases will reverse completely. Uh, and that's going to end up having great benefits to both the employee and the owner um, and the business as a whole. So I really want business owners to, again, provide that supportive environment provide the resources so that the, their employees with these uh, conditions can learn how to improve and potentially reverse those conditions. It sounds like almost, a, a, you know, the, this, one of the simplest things any employer could do is just send out an email that says something along the lines of, I've recently learned about metabolic health and how important it is in helping us all not just feel better, but live longer and be healthier and, and, and you know, the million different benefits from getting metabolically healthy. And we're not going to require anybody to do anything, but we want you to know what it, we want you to learn what we've learned. And here's what we've learned about, about the importance of metabolic health. Um, that, that all by itself could be a starter. And then I know I have seen this over and over again when it comes to, for example, type 2 diabetes. I've got a friend who is a type 2 diabetic. I think I've told this story before. Um, he was so bad that his endocrinologist, the last time he visited, this was going on five years ago, told him, eat whatever you want. You've got less than a year to live. There's nothing I can do to help you. And his brother said, I'm not, I'm not living with that and started researching. Long story short, Michael's diabetes was addressed essentially as a, as a problem of metabolic health and his diet and activity habits were completely changed and his type two diabetes was, um, completely reversed. Last I saw him, he'd gotten rid of, of 90% of his meds. He dropped 100 pounds. Um, and, you know, it just made a huge difference in his life. But if you don't know that it can be not just managed but treated, if your employees don't know that high blood pressure is, a, is something that is a danger signal and can be fixed without having to resort to drugs, that type 2 diabetes can actually be reversed with the proper combination of diet and exercise. If they don't know that, they're not going to do anything about it and you're everybody's stuck on the same bad path. All right. I'm not the doctor, but I guess that's my rant for the day. <laughs> all right. Well, we've, we've gone through all 10. 
Um, any summary we should throw in here? Well, I think, you know, the summary is just that, uh, you know, if you are a business owner, um, you know, this is something that you should learn about, uh, you should focus on, and you should focus, you know, on in your workplace and for the benefit of your employees, because it's really going to pay you back, uh, you know, in spades. And uh, I think that there is a large, you know, ROI uh, to, uh, you know, bring in the business terms on doing this at both the business level and at the individual level uh, yeah. for each one of your employees. So um, I, I really implore all the business owners out there, all the executives out there uh, to, you know, to consider a comprehensive metabolic health optimization program. And if, quite frankly, if you're an employee listening to this, uh, you know, bring it to the attention of your employer. Uh, say, hey, I just heard this great podcast or, uh, you know, do you know about this? You know, is this something we could do here uh, at our workplace? Uh, and I, I would find it, it hard to believe uh, that any business owner ultimately wouldn't want to do this uh, for themselves and for their employees. Well, that makes it a very good time to say, if you want to get in touch with Dr. Ovedia and talk about your metabolic health or the health of your employees, he has a telemedicine practice, Ovedia Heart Health. You can get to him at ovediahearthealth.com. And you can follow Dr. O on Twitter at ifixhearts. Well, that'll do it for today. I guess, Dr. O, we're going to have some guests on uh, here pretty soon. Looking forward to this guest list that we've got lined up. If you don't have anything else, I'm good. Thank you, Jack. And good to uh, finally be able to see you and for all of our audience to be able to see us. All right. Well, I'm Jack Heald for the Stay Off My Operating Table podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. Chances are you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't need to change your life and get healthier. So take action right now. Book a call with Dr. Avadia's team. One small step in the right direction is all it takes to get started. Contact us at ifixhearts.com slash talk. That's ifixhearts.com slash talk.